everyone. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Welcome to Only What You Take With You. Presented by Page Turners, They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. So, here's the deal, folks. I wanted to talk a little about the First Order and the Imperial Remnants. Yes. Uh, So what's been going on is that the Mandalorian has shed some new light on what is going on with the Empire. You know, what's what's the deal? Because as we've seen throughout the entirety of the Mandalorian, there's Imperial remnants out there. But on the second to last episode of season three, we discovered that there's more going on. They're not just fractured warlords. They're making it look like they are. They're actually united, or loosely united, under the same banner. But in order to throw the New Republic off, they act like they're just a bunch of petty warlords, each fighting for their own interest. Now, as Obi-Wan would say, that's true from a certain point of view. Uh, But they really are united, uh, at least loosely united, with the underneath the banner of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Or at least that's the idea. Though, certainly... It seemed that Muff Gideon was getting a little impatient for the return of Thrawn. And he's like, maybe we need new leadership. Maybe it should be me. Well, at least as things stand right now, it looks as though Muff Gideon has been removed from the picture. Uh, Whether or not he's dead, that's another discussion. So he was thinking that maybe I should be the top dog. But as we see, Captain Pelion and Brendel Hux are very adamant that Thrawn will return and bring about the glory of the Empire. Now, why is Thrawn biding his time? Well, Thrawn is a master strategist. I think he's waiting for just the right moment. And I think that's what we might see in the Ahsoka series. Um, And possibly in the Dave Filoni movie. So, okay, the First Order and the Remnants of the Empire. 
Okay, up until The Mandalorian came out, the general assumption was, according to some of the books, like the Aftermath trilogy, which is some of the earliest canon novels, Palpatine was defeated in 4 ABY. A year later, the Empire suffered a defeat. A completely crippling defeat, pardon the use of the word, at the Battle of Jakku, which is why in The Force Awakens, there's a lot of wreckage of Star Destroyers on Jakku. The Empire was defeated and surrendered. Some of the remaining Imperials, some of them, fled into the unknown parts of space, an area of space known as the Unknown Regions, which is unmapped and also known for being very volatile when it comes to hyperspace. But thanks to Thrawn and a few other people who had mapped out the Unknown Regions, or had more knowledge of it, the Empire went off into the Unknown Regions and a couple of years later re-emerged as the First Order. Okay? Empire defeated, goes into hiding, returns as the First Order. Okay? That is the general um timeline. The Mandalorian, however, has thrown in a little bit more interesting details about the Imperial remnants that are not hiding in the unknown regions that look like they're just a bunch of disorganized uh, warlords are actually all united and waiting the return of Thrawn. So the question, the question on my mind is, what's the relationship between Thrawn's empire and the First Order, or at least the, the birth of the First Order? Okay. Season 3 of The Mandalorian takes place about 10 ABY or so. The First Order was officially formed, at least according to the canon books, in 15 ABY, so five years later. A lot can happen in five years. Now, I believe, this is just my assumption, that some of the Imperial Warlords, like Hux, are aware of the First Order. Now, Rendell Hux was a founder of the First Order. I'm, I'm assuming, at the time that the Mandalorian takes place, that 
There are imperial remnants in the unknown regions of the galaxy. Forming the Thirst Order. Or at least the beginning of it. We know that Brendel Hux becomes one of its founders. As I said, though, the Mandalorian takes place five years before the official formation of the First Order. We also know that Hux has something going on. Something called Project Necromancer. Now, Necromancer is a magician, a, a magic user, at least in D&D terms, who has power to communicate with the dead or raise the dead. I think that's what's going on here. I think Project Necromancer is the attempt to resurrect the Emperor. To create the perfect clone body that the Emperor can inhabit. So he can come back and restore order to the galaxy. Uh, I think that's what Hux is working on. Now, how much do the other warlords know about that? I have no idea. I'm assuming, just a guess, that Brendel Hux is working on the First Order at the same time being part of the Shadow Council. But I guess the question that's on a lot of people's minds is the Shadow Council aware of the First Order? Um, and I don't know. I really don't. I think that some of them, like Hux, are aware of it. Are all of them aware of it? Is Pelion aware of it? Pelion, who seems to have a lot of authority. Is Thrawn aware of the First Order? Does he even care? Now, I assume Thrawn is aware of the First Order. Because he's the one who helped the Empire map out the Unknown Regions. Uh, but I imagine that Thrawn... Just a guess on my part. Thrawn probably looks at the First Order or what the early First Order and says... That's a lot of nonsense. Maybe. Maybe he sees them as a... a laughable imitation of the Empire. I'm sure the Ahsoka series will reveal more. So the relationship between the Warlords of the Shadow Council and the First Order has not been defined yet. Now, I don't know the timeline exactly, because I don't think it's been spelled out. Has Hux not joined the effort to build the First Order yet? Or is he? While also being a member of the Shadow Council. Um... You know, yet again, we don't really know.
My guess is, as I said, some of the warlords are aware of the First Order, but I don't think all of them are. And like I said, I don't think Thrawn would care. Personally, I think he would see it as silly. So the relationship is probably not really very close. That would be my guess. Between the Shadow Council and the First Order, unless... Unless... The Shadow Council is part of the creation of the First Order. Maybe, this is just a guess, when Thrawn has his war with the New Republic, they are defeated, the Shadow Council, and Thrawn and his, his empire are defeated, and maybe that's when some of these warlords go and join the First Order in the Unknown Regions. It's a possibility. Now then, of course, there's the Sith Eternal, which is a dark side cult on Exegol. I think the Sith Eternal is a secret known only to a few Imperial members. Even Exegol, I think, is, is not known to everyone. I think Hux might know about it. Huck Senior, I mean. But that's a whole other question. Is where does the Sith Eternal fit? And another question that would take us a long time to think about is Snoke. We don't really know, but we know that Snoke somehow became the first the supreme leader of the First Order, and he was actually a failed experiment, I think, as to the Emperor's resurrection. That didn't work, so I think the Emperor, Palpatine, decided, I'll use Snoke as my puppet. And somehow, Snoke became the leader through the manipulation of Palpatine, or at least what remained of Palpatine. I don't think Project Necromancer worked. Or maybe it only worked partially. Because the Emperor, even on his return, was a rotting corpse on a crane. So I don't think any of that really worked exactly the way the Emperor wanted. So the relationship between Thrawn's Empire, I say that loosely, the Shadow Council, and the First Order is unknown. But I think that some of them are aware of the First Order. But as I said, 
the first order does not announce itself until 1580 Y and Mandalorian season three takes place about 1080 Y. So I think that the Ahsoka series and Dave Filoni's upcoming movie, as well as the further seasons of the Mandalorian will start to fill in what happened during those years. And maybe it will comment on how it relates to the First Order. I'm not holding my breath because I don't think they need to comment on the First Order necessarily. But it might fill in that time period so that we have an idea of what's going on and how is the Shadow Council connected to the First Order, if it has any connection at all. The last thing I want to say before we end is Grand Admiral Ray Sloan. Ray Sloan is a popular character from the books. She is an Imperial Grand Admiral who becomes one of the most important figures in the First Order. We have not seen her yet. And the question a lot of people have is where is she and why haven't we seen her yet? I think because clearly Dave Filoni and John Favreau know their Star Wars backwards and forwards. That something's going on And maybe Admiral Stone is in the Unknown Regions working on the First Order or the beginnings of it and has little or no interest in the Shadow Council. That's my assumption. Unless she's dead. If she is, I don't think we have that story yet. Um, but I imagine that she's doing that. And maybe has no interest of the Shadow Council. Or maybe, well, actually, you know what? I got to retract my words there. So according to Wikipedia, she is a member of the Shadow Council. Now, of course, it's probably changed its roster over the years. So she is aware of it and one of the founders of it. 
So the question is, why don't we see her in The Mandalorian? I don't really know the answer. All I do know is that she created the Shadow Council. And the guy who took over the Empire after Peltadine's death, Gellius Rex, made an enemy of Admiral Sloan. And she killed him. Um, so why isn't she there? I don't know. I can assume two things. One, she's either dead, which I think is unlikely. Or two, she's off in the unknown regions working on the First Order. And doesn't really have any interest in the Shadow Council that we see in The Mandalorian. Or she just wasn't there because she wasn't there. <laughs> All I will say is I don't think that either Dave Filoni or John Favreau have forgotten Admiral Sloan. I think she will appear in live action someday. And we'll start to fill in where she is and what she's doing. And I think we'll see her. And I think that she will play an important role, I would assume. And that she will be involved in this story somehow. Because I can't imagine that she is going to be completely forgotten about in the story. So I think they, they're waiting at just the right moment to show her and fill in more of her story. Because I know how much she needs for a lot of fans. So anyhow, folks, those are my kind of rambling thoughts on how does the Shadow Council and quote-unquote Thrawn's empire relate to the First Order. And the truth is, we don't really know. We can assume, and maybe through the storytelling, we'll fill in the gaps. I'm excited to see where this goes. It was so cool to see the Shadow Council, particularly Captain Pelion. And now we await the arrival of Thrawn in the Ahsoka series. Those are my thoughts. Thank you so much for tuning in. To only what you take with you, presented by Page Turners, they were not. My Star Wars podcast. My name is Brendan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. May the Force be with you.